0: Welcome to the Scalability Solutions Podcast, the show that explores how happy, successful teams are created and how to maintain phenomenal retention within your company. Join us for stories, insights, and client spotlights brought to you by Scalability Solutions, a team who believes you can love going to work every day. On this episode of the Scalability Solutions Podcast, founder Lila Blauner is joined by Dave Levine, president of IT, Founded in May 2010. Go West IT is a managed service provider and information technology consulting firm. GoWest IT supports businesses that rely on technology to deliver their goods and services. And on this episode, we discuss the security, technology, and people considerations you need to make when transitioning to a remote workforce. Dave sheds light on how they have supported clients overall with IT needs, but especially with the rapid shift to remote work. Lila adds in her expertise around hiring remote employees now that we're likely going to see remote work being the norm for quite a while. Enjoy the episode. We are so excited to have our guest on today. Dave, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you very much. I'm happy to be here.
0: Yeah, we're happy to have you. And Lila, welcome back as always. Good to be back. Thanks. Thanks. So Dave, your company handles IT and security needs for companies, including those that don't have their own IT department, and you also augment existing IT departments as well. So what are the most common areas that businesses need help with?
1: You know, uh, businesses choose an outsourced IT service provider or a managed service provider generally to take care of back office IT. That means supporting servers, firewalls, cloud infrastructure, people, laptops, and computers. And we do all of that. Um, And that's very important. But I think uh, today, it's also uh, small businesses are looking for someone to help them leverage their technology. And businesses are starting to, particularly small businesses, are starting to transition their thinking around technology and understand that it it can be a strategic advantage uh, for them. And so they're oftentimes looking to a managed service provider like GoWest IT to help them really uh, move along their digital transformation path and leverage technologies and leverage the information they have to really become more competitive in their market.
0: That's interesting. Can you tell us a little bit more about what you mean by that of leveraging their technology? Because people might not even know that that's something they could do or should do. So give us a little bit more insight on that.
1: Yeah. So there is a shift uh, with most businesses and and the leaders and managers at some point where they understand that technology is more than the computer or launching an application or getting access to data. And it is about giving their people tools to really leverage up the the knowledge that the people have in their heads, make them more productive, uh, allow them to bring data together uh, and use data. I heard a stat at Microsoft a couple of years ago uh, that less than 1% of the world's data was ever analyzed. The data that's stored in, in computer systems was ever analyzed. I think the last time I heard that stat, it had actually increased to 2 or maybe 5% of the data that's stored in the world is ever analyzed. So I think small businesses in particular are beginning to make the shift to understand that technology isn't just my laptop and my computer and my server and my firewall, but rather it's the information that we have and that we use to provide value to our customers. Any business when they're when they're delivering services is, is trying to provide value and leveraging the data, the technology, the information is part of that. So it's it's twofold. It's leveraging the data and the technology and then making their people more effective, more productive. Uh, you're at the end of the day, oftentimes paying for the brain power that your people have. And so uh, technology is about making sure that they utilize that brain power effectively.
0: Got it. Well, we're definitely going to talk about the people in just a little bit. And part of your work, especially recently, has been helping companies transition their employees from working in the office to working remotely. So let's get into this. What do companies need to keep in mind about remote workers when it comes to
1: IT? You know, uh, Go West IT is a security first type of company. So that question immediately takes me to security. To be sure, the rapid shift to remote workforce prompted by the COVID-19 situation has made many companies more vulnerable to uh, security risks, uh, cybersecurity risks in particular. The the thing I think they need to think about first is, as we make these rapid changes, what holes are we opening up and how will we go about patching those holes up? I understand completely that uh, some changes had to be made rapidly without regard for what additional security risks might be introduced, because businesses just had to keep moving. But you know, going into months three and four of dealing with work from home and COVID situations, it's definitely time, if it hasn't been done already, to uh, refocus on what security vulnerabilities were introduced and how are we going to deal with those, not only through the COVID situation, but probably into the long term, because uh, COVID has done more to enable remote productivity, uh, has has accelerated the adoption of remote productivity and remote workforces more than I think any particular technology would have. Um, It's just that that impetus or that push because we had to have it. And so uh, businesses at this point should be thinking about how are they going to deal with the security aspects today and into the future. Uh, And then beyond the security there's there's the considerations of productivity, effectiveness, controls over perhaps uh, corporate assets if, if uh, businesses sent people home with their computer equipment and all the complexities that are introduced by having business assets spread all across the country in people's homes.
0: Yeah, it's really interesting to think of all of those details that people might not consider as you shift from working in an office to working at home. So obviously, there's security issues and concerns and areas in IT, but then there's also the people. So Lila, when an employee is transitioning to remote work, but they were hired from an in-person position, how can their employer best support them in this transition? And what do they need to keep in mind?
2: That's a great question. So there's the obvious stuff, um, things that Dave can help with, like um, making sure that they have the right equipment to do their job, um, the right technology to do their job. There's also an importance in making sure that the processes that are in place when they are in person are just as efficient when they're working remotely because that can cause frustration and obviously reduce productivity if not. The less obvious stuff is more on the emotional side. So if you are used to being really tight with your team and then you're suddenly working remote and you're not seeing them in person like you used to be, you're not walking by their office and saying hi, um, it's easy to start feeling left behind or in the dark, like you don't know anything, or um not valued. So really making sure that you make space for connection. Um, and that can be in a multiple multiple ways, whether it's you know a, a weekly meeting, but you know, you can also get creative with it. Uh one of my clients has a morning coffee over Zoom and anybody that wants to connect just socially uh, just joins the Zoom for for morning coffee, really making sure that, that you show appreciation so that they know they're just as valued before as now as they were before. So I have a remote team. I send very specific notes on things that they did well. You know, if I just say, hey, you're doing a great job, that, that doesn't go very far. But if I say, hey, that email that you sent was so valuable because it prompted XYZ that's very meaningful and makes them feel like they're still really appreciated just as much as they were when they were in person. And then creating space for collaboration so they can still contribute ideas and, and, and making sure they still feel in the loop. But the most important is ask them, ask how you can support them in the transition. So, hey, you, know, you were in person, you're now remote. I want to know, you
0: know, what do you miss? What are your big concerns and what would really help you thrive? Yeah, as as we talk about this, there's so many pieces that maybe you now need to consider. Like Dave said the the IT and the security, but also the connection and how you communicate with people. A team that maybe was always in the office didn't have some sort of chat tool or wasn't familiar with something like Zoom that we're all talking about right now and many of us are using, and to have to make those shifts both in how you interact um, and the tools that you need to do it—that can be a big shift for people. Dave, do you find that that people are sort of struggling with this as you're helping them? Are they embracing it? What's kind of the the feeling as you're helping people transition to the remote use of all of this?
1: You know, there are there are kind of two camps. There are the groups that had already started working towards a more virtual existence, a remote existence, and using remote tools. Um, Go West IT is a fairly Microsoft-centric company. And so we were very early adopters of the Teams platform. And Teams is much more than just a video platform. Um, it's phone system, it's file storage, uh, it's the front end for SharePoint. It's uh, a lot of tools that can be built into to Teams. And there were other customers who were also kind of moving along that path. So they had one experience, which was a, a much more rapid adoption of that technology because they were, they were thrust into it, but they were ready. And then you've got customers who, really hadn't been thinking in that uh, fashion previously they were still existing in a physical office for the most part they were accustomed to meeting in person and face to face and so they've had to to shift to those new technologies like teams and zoom a little bit more rapidly and there was definitely some pain on the front end uh, around how they were using that I think too that that now businesses are starting to understand that that those platforms are much more valuable than just being able to do a a chat and a video call, that there's there's a lot more to it. And to add on to what Lila was saying about the people and the the connectivity, I think we've recognized and are seeing customers recognize that the people we have working for us are all different, right? They're all humans. Some of them work very well remotely. Um, In fact, perhaps better than they did in an office setting. And others really struggle. So It's important to have effective managers who can pick up on the people who are perhaps struggling in those environments and work with them one-on-one because, again, they're people, they're individuals, to figure out how they're, how it, they're going to be able to, to get those people productive again and make them productive. Um, the tools are important, um, but the, the people skills, the, the check-ins, the, you know, for, for someone who's struggling to get things done day-to-day. Perhaps it is a quick meeting in the morning to just talk about what they plan to get done today and then a quick meeting at the end of the day day to find out if they got it done. And if they didn't, what happened that day that kept them from doing it? And how are we going to tackle that again tomorrow?
0: There's some really great tips, especially as we consider so many people were hired to be in the office or maybe part of their job is done out of the office, but they're still physically here and checking in. And now we really have this remote workforce for many companies for quite a while. So Lila, with many companies shifting to remote work and probably realizing that as we need more people, we are going to hire them as remote employees, what do hiring managers need to consider and and what are some of the benefits of being able to hire remote workers in this this new time?
2: Yeah, there are a lot of benefits. It's been proven that companies with diversity tend to perform better if you're not in in a Geographical location that has diversity, opening it up to being able to work anywhere um, because you're hiring remote obviously increases the numbers. It also increases the number of A players. There are only so many A players that are willing to live in your geographical area, and there are a lot more that can live anywhere. For me, we have a fully remote team, and it's been super useful to have people in multiple time zones and, you know, it's also nice that they can spend more time with their families and on passions because they're not commuting. I'll jump into what's important in, uh, to think about when hiring, because this is really the make or break for success. Um, if you don't have the right people, no matter how great your processes are, it's not going to work. So can they do the job? There's not going to be as much support, most likely. For someone to get this person up to speed and really sit side by side. So do they have the skills and qualities? And we've talked a lot about this. We just recently did a podcast where we talked about simulations and creating, you know, mini work experiences where we can make sure that people actually can do what they think they can do. You know, there's not going to be somebody to walk by the office and notice that they're playing solitaire every single time they walk by um, or on Facebook every time so you got to make sure obviously that that there's the work ethic and and that they're self starting and and they don't say things like my pet peeve is the grammatically incorrect term i was waiting on so they've got to be really proactive it's really important that they have kind of an intellectual curiosity figure it out skills there may not be someone that can show them how to do everything all the time if they're remote and so if they're the type of person That Google's voraciously anytime they come against a term they don't know because they're just curious. They're probably going to do better remote because they're going to have that resourcefulness and then high EQ. It's really important um, that they have introspection and high EQ and and that on their own they they think things like how can I do how can I be even better in this area and they've got great communication skills and then you know transparency um, is super important. So if they make a mistake. They've got to be someone that will, will tell you about it. Hey, I did this, and here's what I did to fix it, and here's how I'm going to make sure that it's not going to happen again. Um, that's, um, these qualities are important anywhere, but I think when, it, when you have a remote workforce where there's just a, an autonomy that's inherent in their day-to-day lives, it's, it's even more important to make sure that your team has that. And you know, for us, we, we make sure both in the simulation, but also in really, really deep dive interviews
1: you know, can I tag on to something that Lila said there? Please. Uh, Lila talked about um, looking for people who have that ability to figure it out and, and maybe Google voraciously. Um, ironically, that's one of the areas of risk that's introduced from an IT perspective. So we want those people with those skills to get things done, particularly when they're working remotely. But in an IT scenario, if you have all of your employees working remotely in their own little environments and they're all solving their IT problems based on what they're able to Google... They can introduce problems to a corporate environment, not knowingly, uh, generally, very rare that you'd find someone to do something malicious, um, but inadvertently uh, introduce a risk. So using a good managed service provider who has an established framework for monitoring and controlling environments beyond the company walls is, uh, is really important during this, uh, during this uh, work from home scenario, which you know, I think will continue uh, indefinitely, I think this is the new way of working, at least at some at some level.
0: Yeah, and that's great to clarify, Dave, because the some of the skills that we want our remote employees to have is consistent across the board, and in depending on the industry, that figure it outness may not look exactly the same. So you touched on this a little bit, but can you tell us a little bit more, Dave, about what your hiring experiences have been for your remote employees and how has scalability solutions helped with hiring in general?
1: You know, GoWest IT has had a fairly uh, fluid culture with regard to where people work. And that's partly because of the work that we do. So many of our people are required to go on-site to our customer offices on a regular basis. It just hasn't been uh, effective for them to come to an office first and then you know, leave in, uh, in, in some sort of wave out into the public each day. So many of our employees for a very long time have started their work day from home gone to work for customers, returned to home from work, and from time to time, we'll be in the office for meetings or one-to-ones and that sort of thing. So our strategy really isn't that much different in the current environment, other than we're now opening up our thinking around uh, maybe the the geographic areas, just like everybody else and and Lila touched on that. But um, from the start, hiring people who will work remote really involved focusing on uh, the values that they have and how they're going to work in a culture, uh, one thing that scalability solutions helped go west i t with was uh, establishing a method for finding out how those people will will actually perform beyond what's on the resume and what you can get out of an interview and I'm referring to a you know a method where uh, we work through some simulations, and those simulations really cut through. The resume and the and the interview questions to figure out, you know, can they really do the work? I would go beyond the can they part. It's do they want to? Is this the job they want to do? So those those simulations to give people a taste of what are, what am I getting into here has helped clarify on the way in the door does the candidate want to do the job that we want to have done? We want people to here that want to do the work that needs to be done. And that clarification on the front end about I know what I'm getting into Yes, this is what I want to do, helps eliminate a lot of the, uh, the will- it work concerns down the road. I think more important for remote workers, perhaps even than people who are working on site, where we might have the ability to mentor or coach more frequently. Uh, you lose a little bit of that uh, when, when you go remote, and so knowing that up front is extremely important.
0: Definitely. Well, we talk, I think, almost every episode about simulations and, and how much we love them and how useful they are. So as we get to the end of this episode, Lila, we already know that simulations are amazing. Any final tips for our listeners if they are hiring and transitioning to a remote workforce?
2: You know, this is also repetitive. I say it in every episode, but uh, that intentionality um, and being really thorough in your hiring is absolutely essential.
0: Yeah. And Dave, any final tips or best practices that the employees or employers need to keep in mind as they're transitioning to remote work from that security and IT standpoint?
1: From a very practical level, there are things that a business or that individuals can do to better secure their environments. I do recommend that, that you have some professionals, either an internal IT department or an external managed service provider to help really put some controls around your security at the end of the day. But on the front end. There are some basic things that you can ask of your people or that you can, you can work through from a, a managerial level to better secure your environment. There's a blog on our website that refers to things that businesses can and should consider from an IT security perspective. And uh, even if a business can't do all of them, the most important thing from a cybersecurity standpoint, and this is more important now that people are working from home uh, than ever, the most important thing is to start doing something. It's rare that you find a business that does everything that you need to do, but the businesses that do nothing and don't start to close that gap on security are going to find themselves too far behind at some point to catch up, or, or they'll find themselves uh, experiencing a breach. And uh, that's not a pleasant experience. Um, so the more you can the more proactive you can be, uh, take it in bites. Start with simple things. Uh, be happy to, to share a link to the, to the blog on our website, which is just a good checklist. Again, if you can't do everything, that's okay. Start somewhere.
0: Just do something. And we will include that link for our listeners. So Dave, thank you so much for taking the time today and shedding light on what we need to consider as we transition to a remote workforce from an IT and security standpoint. And Lila, thank you so much for talking to us about the people and what we need to consider. So Dave, thanks for being on the show.
1: Thanks very much. It was a pleasure. enjoyed talking with you.
0: And Lila, as always, thanks so much. Thank you. And Dave, it was great to see you.
1: Good to see you, Lila.
0: Thanks again to Dave Levine from Go West IT. You can learn more about them at gowestit.com. And you can learn more about hiring fantastic remote employees and join our mailing list at scalability solutions.com.